Just over a year ago, Apple introduced the HomePod Mini, a cute, now colorful, smaller than a Shoryuken-sized ball of series-served music, info, and HomeKit fun. But at the same time, they MDK'd the OG HomePod Biggie, killed it, totally killed it just to watch it die. And swear to jobs, I want it back. I'm Renee Ritchie. YouTube says 70% of you watching still aren't subscribed. So hit that button and bell so we can make the absolute best community in tech together. I want the original HomePod back. I'm not gonna go so far as to say deleting it was a complete mistake, but I'm also not gonna go not quite so far as not saying deleting it wasn't just a total mistake. I mean, have you seen how hard those things are to get on the aftermarket these days? There were problems with it, for sure, both in terms of capabilities and market fit, and I'll get to all of that in a minute. But there's also still nothing, just nothing that can take its place that can fill that HomePod biggie-sized gap in my life. Just rumors, which I'll also get to in a minute. Well, a second minute, because time and space, whatever, context time. TLDR, Apple wanted to take another swing at the home speaker market. iPod Wi-Fi just never worked out, but the problem space still existed. Apple made all these personal music products but most people still didn't have a decent sound system, much less one in every room, much, much less one that was easy to deploy, simple to use, and sounded fantastic. So they turned to computational audio. It would strip stereo music down to its constituent parts, Rick Beato every single note out of it, and then recombine everything into a three-dimensional spatial audio soundstage, constantly adjusted and tuned by just bouncing sound waves off walls and large objects and basically everything. Now, this little bigger on the inside box, you could just drop anywhere in a room and it would sound fantastic. Totally fill that room and blast that bass, no matter where it was and no matter where you were in the room. Living room, office, bedroom, basement, cabin, kitchen, whatever wherever, didn't matter. And because it had no display, Apple figured Siri would be the best way to control it. And I got to talk to Phil Schiller about it at launch and you could just feel how much he deeply, truly loved everything about it. And in some ways, it worked out fantastically well. Siri was all shades of inconsistent, of course, but the setup was stone stump simple and the sound was unbelievable. It just punched so far above its weight, but it also landed with a huge gravity well enormity of a problem. It had taken Apple like five years to develop it and bring it to market. And in that time, Amazon had crapped out a ton of super cheap, super tin sounding Alexa home assistants in a Pringles can basically totally commoditizing the market. So HomePod ended up looking not so much like a comparatively cheap premium speaker with cool computational abilities and voice control and more like an incredibly expensive home assistant that just happened to play really, really good sounding music, a total market inversion. And unlike almost all of Apple's other, I can't believe people pay this much of a premium for it products, the general market, the general public just didn't see any value beyond the cost especially since Apple chose to alienate a huge entire chunk of that market by not including line-in or Bluetooth at all. Okay, I suck at TLDR, but the bottom line is this. Apple shifted to the HomePod Mini and shafted the HomePod Biggie. Now, the Mini is great for what it does. It's fantastic, but it leaves a huge gaping gap for what it doesn't do, fill the whole entire room and really blast that bass. Even a stereo pair of minis don't a biggie make. And it turns out, bitterest of ironies, the vast majority of people, 
the 90% of the world not on tech YouTube or tech Twitter barely even use the smart part of all those speakers, including Alexa, even Google, that they get gifted or buy themselves all year. They get them particularly over the holidays, plug them in, play around a bit, and then promptly settle on just exactly what we all secretly in our hearts know they all settle on. Basic clock radio stuff. Set a timer, play that tune. Things the HomePod, even the OG HomePod, just fine, which is exactly why I really want it back, kinda. What I actually want is something better. Same great computational audio speaker and mic capabilities, but with Bluetooth and line in, so that it's something the mainstream can still drop in, but power users can also add in. And I mean, if AirPods Max can handle Bluetooth better than just about anything else, zero excuses for HomePod Max not having it, because we all know that Max is what the new version just has to be called now, right? That and a better price. But Apple seems to have wanted the HomePod to be mainstream. And to be mainstream, they have to find that sweeter than sweet spot where the value is seen as greater than the price. You know, the one that Apple usually is so damn good at hitting just so damn always. Now there are rumors of a HomePod 2.0 and there have been for a while, but there are also rumors of HomePod variants, not the alligator Loki extremes, of course, alas, but of one that includes an iPad style display and center stage FaceTime capabilities, a home pad that's better suited to things like following cooking videos in the kitchen or whatever it is you choose to do in the privacy of your own bedroom. I am not the judge dread of you. Now, personally, I've always wanted a HomePod that was just set up to dock with an iPad so they'd work together hands-free, but you could still peel the iPad off and take it with you on the go. Exactly like the Magic Keyboard, but smart connecting to a speaker system instead. But I realized that that might be just way too toaster fridgy for Apple, even in the kitchen or the bedroom. Stop it. Also, mother of all finalies, an Apple TV Plus HomePod variant, a hybrid, a TV pod that would provide real Dolby Atmos and spatial audio for every living room, bedroom, or media room, like the Apple VR headset, but far field instead of near field for the whole family and not just for ourselves. And I'd love to see that so much because I'm currently using two HomePod biggies in connected mode for my home theater. I replaced the Sonos home theater system with them and I have never, literally never been happier, but I could be, especially with the proper home theater from Apple, especially mega huge bonus points if we can just toss in some HomePod minis or HomePods 2.0 around the room as well. And they just U1 chip spatial position themselves, figure out where they all are to provide truly immersive, not just room filling, but room flooding home theater experiences. It would be just the most amazing way imaginable to watch and enjoy Nebula and CuriosityStream. Nebula, because that's where I post all of my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, including extended versions of my interviews, reviews, and explainers, and my exclusive documentary on the original iPhone. There was no question that was a game-changer phone that was ahead of its time. The iPhone really, I mean, it has changed, I mean, my life in so many ways. It was the keynote every Apple fan had always wanted Apple to deliver. All on Nebula, where I have the luxury of making videos that don't have to be optimized for YouTube or for this channel, but where I just know the nerdiest, most hardcore of you will absolutely love them. And it's where I have something new, special and exclusive planned for all of you starting in the new year. Best of all, Nebula is bundled in for free when you sign up with today's sponsor at curiositystream.com slash Richie or click the link below. And right now, because you're watching this video, you can get CuriosityStream for 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a turkey dinner for the whole entire year. 
and that includes their thousands of amazing documentaries and series, like Trajectory, where you can revisit the key advances that we've made in marked space exploration and everything above and beyond that's going on in space science. It's the absolute best way to support educational creators directly and the best damn deal in streaming today. For over 26% off CuriosityStream, less than 15 bucks a year, a buck and a quarter a month, and Nebula bundled in for free. Just click the button on the screen or go to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie. Clicking on that button really, really helps out this channel. And so does hitting the playlist above for more, much more on everything Apple has coming our way in 2022. So just hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.